Hi, this is Patty Scalzo welcoming you to the radio broadcast of Shi'ar Jeshub, coming from the church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. Today, we will be continuing a sermon in my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo's Through the Bible series on Heavenly Authority. The current section is on the Office of the Apostle, and Pastor has been focusing on the ministry of the Twelve Apostles who were chosen by Jesus in the Gospels. When we left off, Pastor Greg had also begun to answer the question about the specialness of that number 12. And we saw the historic ministry of these apostles, first to the 12 tribes of Israel and then to the larger Gentile world. Before we return to the message, let me give you the address for our redesigned church website for serious Bible study. That's www.shiar-jeshub.org and you'll find a library of study programs, helpful articles and blogs, and information about Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle. Here is Pastor Greg Scalzo. So it would seem that Peter did indeed arrive at Rome, and he was crucified, and he too preached to the Gentiles, reinforcing what Paul had place down. These Jewish apostles who administered first to the Jews later on in their lives, and there are uh, traditions about the other apostles, how they preached to other areas outside of the region of Israel. But their first focus, the 12 apostles, is to the 12 tribes of Israel. Look with me in Matthew chapter 19, if you can. Matthew chapter 19, you have the account um, in verse 16 of the rich young ruler who asked the Lord, good teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? Jesus tells him, if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. He says, which ones? Jesus said, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, honor your father and your mother and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And the young man says to him, all these things I have kept from my youth, what do I still lack? And the Gospel of Mark tells us that Jesus looked at this young man and he, he loved him. He knew this was someone that was really trying to keep the commandments, though he's a sinner and he needs salvation also. And he says to him, if you want to be perfect, in verse 21, go sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. But when the man, the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Assuredly, I say to you that it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And again, I say to you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And you know there are those who say there, is a, there was a gate in Jerusalem called the eye of the needle that uh, a camel could not fit through, and that's possible. 
whatever, you have something very large that's impossible to go through something very small, even if it was literally the eye of a needle. Jesus is giving here uh, an example of something that's just impossible to do. And when the disciples, they heard it, they were greatly astonished. And they're astonished because they must know this man did live a good life. Jesus never says to him, you have not kept the commandments, the Ten Commandments. He shows him now if you want to be perfect. If we think we can be like God, here Jesus gave up everything, right? He gave up everything to become like one of us. This young man could not give up the riches of this world and follow Jesus. And they, the disciples are astonished and saying, who then can be saved? That this man who's so sincere about the law cannot be saved, who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said to them, with men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. And even this young man will have the opportunity to be saved. It's very hard for those who are rich spiritually. This man had not done gross error, and yet he was a sinner. And he shows his sin nature by the fact that he turns away from Messiah when Messiah says, follow me, right? It's very hard for those who are spiritually rich to accept the gospel of Jesus Christ, that they need to repent and turn. It's very hard for those who are physically rich, who have many possessions, to give them up, to count themselves as nothing, to come before the Lord and say, Lord, I, everything I have, I count as nothing compared to you. And I come to you, you tell me what to do. As you direct me, I will obey, even if it means selling all my possessions and coming by faith out there with you and following you. It's very hard when someone doesn't have much, it's very easy to give it up. If somebody recognizes it's right in their face, their sins, it's very easy to understand they need to repent. But it's very hard for the first. It's very hard for those that are in the lead. It's very hard for those who have a great deal of possessions. Being spiritually or physically wealthy is a danger to receiving the gospel. And the disciples here can't understand it. And Jesus tells them, look, with men it's impossible. You can't get that camel through the eye of the needle. But with God, all things are possible. Even the first will come in if they listen, if they receive. The Holy Spirit can do a work. And then Peter answered and said to him, See, we have left all and followed you. Therefore, what shall we have? What do we get? So Jesus said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, verse 28, Surely I say to you that in the regeneration, the regeneration, the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last will 
be first, the last first. It's very hard for the first. It's impossible without God's intervention. They have to be brought to a place that they recognize they too need the Messiah. Because otherwise, in their largeness, in their pride, they just can't fit in. They can't see themselves small enough, and so they can't receive the gospel of the kingdom of God. Notice that this is not, this calling of the apostle is not a career religion. They've left everything. These are people who are put behind everything to come and follow Jesus Christ. And the Lord tells them clearly that they will have a reward because of it. Notice when he says, and everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands, he says, for my name's sake, for the sake of the name of Jesus, for the sake of the gospel. When we receive Jesus Christ, there could be a sword right in our own households, Jesus said, because some will not accept, and all of a sudden, you could be at odds with your own family members over the gospel of Jesus. And things can happen because of that. But notice, it is because of my name's sake. He doesn't say because of your own desires. Too many times this can be interpreted to say, well, you know, I just left my wife, and hey, that was for Jesus' sake. The Bible says it. That's not so. We can use these scriptures to try to bring about what we want. The Lord is very clear here. If you accept him, there are those around you who will not like it. And many times it means that you're put on the outside. They put you on the outside. Not that you put them on the outside or you walk away from them, but rather they don't want any part of you. When you have to leave for his name's sake, he tells you you have a great reward. You have a hundredfold. You will receive back and you will receive eternal life. But if you look back there in verse 28, the 12 sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. The apostleship certainly is to Israel first in God's sight. Preach first to the Jews. And the first, that nation of Israel, because of an attitude like the rich young ruler, will indeed be the last as a nation to receive Messiah as a whole. Because they did have the word of God when the Gentile nations were all off in abominations and imaginations. And if you ever do a study of world religions, and if you take any of your, our national backgrounds and go backwards and see what our ancestors believed in before the Jewish apostles went out, it's very humbling. They did have the very word of God. They did have the nation that Messiah would come from. They were first, but in pride, the pride kept them from receiving Messiah. In the last days, because nothing is impossible with God, what is impossible with man is possible with God. In the last days, the nation of Israel itself, as a nation, will receive Messiah, and then there'll be the restoration of all things. When they say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, as the nations are against them, and they receive Jesus Christ as Messiah, the Lord Jesus will return. And the first will be the last to receive. But it will mean a time of what? Regeneration. Regeneration and renewal and the messianic restoration 
and the Son of Man sitting on his throne of glory. And this call of the apostles is not, these 12 apostles, is not just a mission to bring the gospel to the Jews, but it looks like that it's authority that extends into the millennium, that they will sit on 12 thrones. Into the judgment, he says, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. It's that apostleship that will go even into the new heavens and new earth because we've studied that the foundation of the eternal Jerusalem will be each of these 12 foundations will have the name of the apostles. We will have to stop the sermon at this point and pick it up in our next broadcast. Pastor Greg Scalzo's new book, The Nature and Power of Prayer, is available wherever books are sold. Pastor Greg wrote this book to provide readers with knowledge of the foundational principles found in the Bible, principles which are necessary so that we can approach God with confidence, knowing the correctness of our prayers, and that God will answer in a powerful way. The book is divided into 30 lessons and is very user-friendly. You can find more information at www.pastorgregscalzo.com. You are welcome to Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacles Sunday service at 10 a.m. in the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. The church website, again, is www.shiarjashub.org. Please join us next time for Shi'ar Jashub.